What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hot Takes and Cold Beers. I am Joe, and we are with Chris, as always. How's it going tonight, brother? What's up, everybody? It's going pretty good, man. What, uh, what are you drinking on tonight, Joe? Oh, I got my normal yingling, man. Uh, I'm still loving it. Don't get sick of it. I went five long years without it in Hawaii, so I'm I'm getting all of it that I can right now. What about you? That's good. Tonight, I'm going local. I've got Heavy Seas Brewing Company, a little bit of Tropicanon. It's a citrus IPA, and it is delicious. Let me tell you what. Take a sip of uh, it Sounds right good now. to me. Mm. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, Joe. The... Um, NFL just released the official schedule for the upcoming season. Uh, we've I know, got... I haven't even seen it yet because I uh, I was at work. I just got off of work and now I'm here. I'm drinking beers. I'm super pumped. And you got to tell me all about this schedule, man. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be a good one, man. It's looking real, real good. Also, the uh, a huge stacked UFC card is on Saturday. And I cannot wait to finally watch some good sports. By Saturday, I think it's almost exactly two months since the last time we saw sports. What a drought, man! It's been it's been rough, honestly. Yeah. It's been I can't. So wait. I'm super excited, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that nothing happens between now and then that allows this not to happen. But so it far, sounds like they're on Fight Island, and it sounds like they're pretty good to go. I know there's not going to be any in in the octagon interviews like after the fights, so that's a little bit different. No balls was hot, pretty- Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all yeah. good though. It's it's. A, any any sport in any kind of aspect is going to be fantastic to watch. I can't wait. I just saw today that the or- state of Oregon said – I can't remember if it was the state of Oregon or the University of Oregon said no fans through September at any sporting events, which means when Ohio State travels to Eugene on September 12th, there will be no fans. But, I mean, for, personally, I think that's in Ohio State's favor because that stadium up there in Oregon is pretty – I mean, we're 9-0 against the Ducks, so, like, you know, no big deal. But – that stadium up there in Eugene can get pretty loud, so you know it might it might help us out a little bit. Yeah, it was the entire state of Oregon because it also affects the Trailblazers and whatever other professional sports there are up there. It also affects the college sports. So yes, it was the state of Oregon, and so the Ohio State Oregon game is going to be real weird to watch. But hopefully, we can get the college season going. I don't know. I think if anybody's going to cancel the games, it'll it's probably going to be the college football games, but. We'll see, man. We'll we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, once once we get to that point. Yeah. And did you see what uh Jim Harbaugh, the infamous Ugh. leader of that school up north, did you, see, did you see what he's trying to change about the the draft and eligibility and all that? I did see that. And actually, if he wasn't that team up north's coach, I would be like, eh, he's got a point. But I hate his opinion and that entire state up north. So I mean, I. I don't like it's coming from him, but I, I think it's a decent idea. For, can you tell the listeners what it is uh, in case they don't know? So basically his idea, or I guess he's using this idea, he, he basically wrote a page saying they should be able to, if they if they if a player declares for the NFL draft but does not get drafted and still has NCAA eligibility, they should be able to come on back in and play their eligibility out or – they also have the rule where you're not allowed to declare for the draft unless you're three years removed from high school. So he's tr- he's saying that that shouldn't be a rule either because some players are ready to go to the NFL, similar to the NBA, you know, after one year of college. So I don't know if he's trying to say straight out of high school they should be able to declare for the draft. I don't think that's what he's trying to say, but he... He's trying to advocate for an earlier draft proclamation, I guess. So it, he's got a point, I think. But like I said, 
I hate him and all of his opinions are invalid. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely wish it was coming from someone else because I agree with it. I think it'd be awesome if you have like a junior who had a killer year. Um, right. He just he declares for the draft, doesn't get picked up. And then, you know, this goes back to college. Like, you know, I, I think that's awesome. Now, the whole uh, – well, also going along with that, you'd have – I think you'd have to make it a rule where you're going to be once. Like, you couldn't declare for the draft twice and not get drafted twice yeah. and go back to college. That, You know, you'd have to have something like that, I think. And then for the whole declaring for the draft, I mean, that's – I'm all for it. Like, maybe do like a one-and-done role for college football. As much as I love college football, and that would probably bring the overall skill level of college football down a little bit, I still would be here for it. Only because the players aren't getting paid, so they're risking their whole careers every time they play for basically nothing. And you look at a guy, now there's not that many football players that are ready for the NFL after their freshman year, but there are some. Uh, Trevor Lawrence being one of them. He would have been ready, he could have been the top quarterback in the draft for the last two years. Definitely. And he still has yep. to play a whole other year. Yep. So, and Ohio State might have won last year if he were declared after his freshman year. So, uh, uh, fucking plunge in. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, so I don't think I've asked you this. The Browns came out this year, transition here, by the way. The Browns came out this year with new uniforms. What do you think of them? Oh, I, I like them. They're pretty similar. I think they're almost the same uniforms that we had before, you know, the last ones that we had. The only difference is we kept the helmet from the last ones, which is good because I like the black face mask and the bigger stripe a little bit better than the old one that had the skinny stripe and the gray face mask. Right. Um, so I like the helmets. I like I, lo- I love the jerseys. The only thing about the uniforms that I do not love is that that originally they didn't have any orange pants, but I, I hear that that might be changing. I think they are going to change that, yep. Orange pants. Because, like, the orange pants brown top is the classic Ooh, Browns look. When I think so of good. And even in the last uniforms, they didn't even look that good, to be honest, just because kind of, the pants are kind of weird. And like, but if you go back to like the Bernie Kosar days when you had the brown top, orange pants. Yeah. Like if if I was running the Browns, every home game would be brown top, orange pants, and every away game would be white top, brown pants. Absolutely. And then on the around Halloween time, they would go orange and orange, right? Right. Yeah. That was always one of my favorite games is when they did all orange. I'm having a hard Which time. I'm, I'm having a hard time deciding which jersey I should should get so i have a three top people i want so i want miles garrett i want nick chubb and i want Denzel ward and i can't decide out of those three which ones i want yeah that's a tough one i already ordered uh denzel ward one okay uh, brown one ohio state board. Ordered- you gotta love it and that's why i, I, I had yeah i had to denzel or uh i'm sorry ohio state alumni had to do it Got the brown one, but I think I'm also going to go ahead and spring. So I got the Denzel Ward one I got is the authentic, like the $150 right, the jersey. Right, the $150 like one, the, yep. And uh, they only sell those in brown, so that's why I went brown there. I'm definitely going to get a white one before the season starts. Now I'm kind of just waiting to see. I was I was waiting for the draft to be over to see who our rookies were, and I would really love to get a Phillips or maybe even a Wills yep. jersey because yep. I think, you know, I think Wills um, is going to be good. That'd be that'd be like a Joe Thomas kind of jersey, and it's like his rookie jersey too. So you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I had that shit way back in the day. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think that Grant Delpit is going to be a monster. So yeah. I'd like to get his jersey too. Absolutely, he's and, a future. But then I was jersey. this week we heard that Andrew Barry was in. They're about to start extension talks with Miles Garrett to get him a couple more years on his contract. Good. And if that happens, then I'll definitely get a Miles Garrett away one. 
but he's a, he's kind of like you know he's towards the end of his rookie contract, so that you know no one really knows how long he's going to be here and everything. So that's why that, that's holding me off in the Miles Garrett right now. I think the Browns would be really dumb to not re-sign Miles Garrett. Give the man what he deserves. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, they're going to sign him. They're going to sign him for sure. It's just they're going to. I, it's not the fact. I think both sides want to make a deal. Right. It's the Browns are going to want years, and Miles Garrett's going to want guaranteed money. Yeah. So they're going to have to come to some sort of compromise, and it doesn't always work like that. But I think if they, I think that Miles Garrett would stay with the Browns if they could get a contract, good contract worked out. And as unfortunate as it was, the little hitting in the head with the helmet thing last season probably worked in our favor. A little bit. It might cheapen Miles Garrett on the market a, a mm, fair amount. Maybe a little. I don't think that's really going to affect his overall value. It really shouldn't. One little blemish like that on his entire career shouldn't affect him that much. It might come up in talks, but I don't think it'll affect him that much. The man's going to get paid, that's for sure. And he should, because he's for sure one of the best defensive linemen in the entire league. The man needs paid. He does. And I hope we do it because he's one of my favorite players on our team. And I really, really hope that – it sounds like Clowney is done in Seattle for sure. And his final two are – I think they said Cleveland and Tennessee. So that will be interesting too. Yeah, I would like to see Clowney on our team too. That would be real interesting if we got him. Clowney on one side, Garrett on the other. Whew, nobody's we're, still short some, we're still short some linebackers though. We, so like we, that. Do, we do still need some linebackers. And then my hold, sure up on, my hold up on the Chubb jersey is the last running back jersey that I got was Peyton Hillis. And actually I got that jersey in 2011 before he had his monster season and got on the Madden cover and everything. But that was the last running back jersey I had. And I'm really afraid that if I get a, a Nick Chubb jersey, he's just going to leave us. So I don't know, man. I'm so torn. I think I'm going to end up getting a Chubb jersey just because the dude's an animal, dude. I, I would not be surprised if he is the lead rusher in the NFL this year. Right. So I don't know, man. Well, hey, why don't you tell me about this uh, schedule that I haven't seen yet? Let's, oh, let's see what's okay, going. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Absolutely. Let's talk about the Browns' schedule here. So I have it up here on my phone. So the first quarter, it goes, we are on the road against the Baltimore Ravens on the first game Ooh, of the man. season. Yes. That's a really tough start. That is you a got, tough start. You got a new coach, probably a limiting tra- limited training camp on the road against the Ravens in the first game of the season. That's that's a tough. Now, I will say, I guess, I guess it's not totally bad because if we lose that game, that's what everyone's going to say. They're like on the road against the Ravens, right. new coach, you know, right. big spotlight. Blah, blah, blah. I really don't want to start the season off with another loss, but I mean that's a tough that's a tough game. You haven't now, heard the rest of the schedule though. On the I'm just, I'm just you know on the opposite side of that though, if we win that game by some miracle, that's going to like skyrocket us, the confidence wise and everything like that. So I guess it's. Could go good or bad. It's 50-50 on that one. Okay, so that's week one. Week two is a Thursday. I believe this game starts at 4.30 in the afternoon. So it's a Thursday early evening game at home against the Bengals. So So we got a short week against the Bengals. Yep, short week against the Bengals on a Thursday evening game. And then after that, we are at home against the Redskins. I like at home against the Redskins. That's... That's the first one for me that's like a for sure win. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go out and say that after three well, weeks. Well, I guess that, let me, I'm sorry. Let me, uh, 
rephrase that because there's never such thing as a for sure win at the Browns. Good point. But I think we got a pretty good shot against the Redskins at home. Okay. Yep. I like that. So I'm going to go ahead and say that we are two and one after the first three games. The first loss being at the Ravens because I think we're going to, you know, like you said, new coach. Uh, I'm going to go on record right now as saying we probably lose that home opener. Even though I got tickets to that game, I'm super stoked about that, by the way. Me and Danny got end zone tickets in that game, so that'll be fun. I think we win against the Bengals. I think we win against the Redskins. Week four, we go to the Cowboys away in Dallas. Yeah, that's week four in Dallas. I think that's, I'm going to try and make it to that game, assuming that there's fans, but uh, now, away in Dallas, um, that's a tough game. Yep. But Dallas is like one of those teams, though, where they can lose on any given Sunday, kind of just like the Browns can. So it'll be interesting. Especially be interesting because they haven't reached a contract deal with Dak Prescott yet. Right. And we know that we can beat Andy Dalton. So if Andy Dalton We've is a on him for years, that week, so... Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that we're three and one after that fourth game after that fourth week. Okay, so after that we come back home and we play the Colts. I like us at home against the Colts. I know the Colts just got Phillip Rivers, but I don't. I don't think the Colts are gonna do anything super special. I really don't think that they will either. I don't know. I think we go, we come away with a win on that one too. So I mean, we're looking good through five weeks, according to me. Four and one right now, not bad. Then after that. We go on the road to that shitty team, the Steelers. In We're on the road against the Steelers. Yep. So that's another one. Like, man, a lot of these games are just gonna be it's it's gonna be a week by week basis. You know, if we played like we played last year, I don't think we're going to win on the road right. against Schittsburg, but the goddamn Schittsburg Squealers, especially if Big Ben comes back healthy. I don't know. We'll just have to see. I, 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 I personally, at this point, knowing what we know now, I probably have to count that as a loss. I do as well. So I put that as, as four and two through six weeks. Not bad, though. Not bad at all. I will take that. I think a, I think a little overly optimistic, but I, I still, you know, a three little, and three a I'd little take. bit. I would be three happy. Three with, take. I would be happy with three and three as well. But this, for the record, right now, so we can go back and listen to this after the season. I'm going to say after six weeks, we're four and two. All right, week seven, we are on the road again, and we're playing the Bengals again. I think we can – I mean, I know we lost at the Bengals last year, but that was the last game of the year, and it was a lost season by that point, and I, I don't know. I, I want to count it as a win, man, but it's the I do Browns. too, but like, it's hard. Know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's so hard, right? All right, for argument's sake, Joe Burrow has a hell of a game that fucking game. They fucking lose. All right. Through week seven, we are now four and three. All right. You also gotta get. Do they have times out yet, or is it just days? What's that? Do they have like the time it's gonna be? Out I think yet, they do, or? but not on this one that I have. Oh yeah. So week eight, we are going to be at home against John Gruden and the Raiders. Knock on wood, if you're with me. <laughs> I um, I'm gonna count that as a win. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know the. Well, we we played the Raiders last year, right? And we only lost. Um, was that last year? or was That two years ago? No, that was two years ago. I think ago. that was two years ago. Two years ago, we yeah. had a bad loss against the Raiders. I say we're gonna win um, this one. Yeah, I, I I I'll take that as a win. I'll I, take that. As that's a win. gonna be a close one, but I'll take it as a win. So now we are sitting at five and three through eight weeks. Now this is super nice. We get a halfway through the season, week nine bye. So that's perfect, right? So we get a nice okay. week's rest. Uh, I like that, too, because our buy last year was not in a good situation. No, it wasn't. And we were very top-heavy in the front, right? 
and then towards the end we kind of yeah. sputtered off. Like this, this entire schedule is very, very balanced, which is very nice. Like the the season is split directly in half, and the hard teams and the easy teams they're very well split throughout the season. So I like that so far. So we come out of the bye week against Deshaun Watson in the Texans in week 10. Homer away? I'm sorry. That one is going to be a home game. Against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Man, the, the Texans are going to be an interesting team to watch because, you know, they got rid of uh, Hopkins there. Right. And, but they still have some good players. It's not totally bad situation over there. But I at home, uh, I, I like us at home against the Texans, I think. Yeah. I think we can pull that off. Because I, I, I think the Texans and the Bills are kind of like at the same level. And last year we beat the Bills around the same time at home. Coming off the bye week with the rest, I'll give it as a W on that one. I don't like it because now I'm saying that we are 6-3. and three. <laughs> But okay. coming back, the next game after that, week 11, we've got the Eagles at home. Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Big question is going to be, is Carson Wentz healthy at this point, or is Jalen Hurts come in because Carson Wentz tore his ACL again? Yeah, but the Eagles weren't even a – well, they made the playoffs last year, but they were what, like 8-8 eight and eight or something like that? Nine yeah, seven, yeah, they were they the best in the four. NFC. What division are they? East, right? They're um, in NFC East, yeah. But that was a trash uh, division, so they made the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I – I don't know. That's a tough one. That's just, I don't know how good the Eagles are going to be home against the Eagles. I don't know. The Eagles, I guess it all depends on Wentz. I think if Wentz is healthy, that's that's a tough game for me to call a W. Right. I think at that point, I think Wentz is going to have a healthy season this year. So I'm going to count that as an L on that one. Just for, because we're talking about the Browns. Uh, yeah. Right. That's what I meant, like in a W for the Eagles, L for uh, Browns, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to count that as an L. So we are sitting at 7 and 3. Yeah. Seven that should make us. No, that should make us 6 and 4 if you count the Eagles as a loss. That's right. 6 and 4. That's what it was. Okay. So then we go on the road to the Jacksonville Jaguars. W. W all day. I think we're so. Gonna, too. We're going to pass all over Joe Schobert and whoever else plays for the Jaguars this point. Absolutely. Uh, I like Gardner Minshew, but I think like the only two players on that whole team that I know are Gardner Minshew and Joe Schobert. Yeah. Well, and uh, Leonard Fournette, but they're trying to trade away Leonard Fournette right now, too. Right. Like, He's real disgruntled. Right I think now. they're going to do a total rebuild down there in Jacksonville, so I think this is a bad year for them. I think so, too. So that puts us at 7 and 4 right now. Not bad, but this is very optimistic. Preseason, we do this every year. Then, week 13, we go on the road to the Tennessee Titans, who went to the championship game last year. So, I'm going to count that as an L, personally. Well, they also beat us, like, what, 43 to 17 last year? Yeah, it was rough, dude. Definitely, I'm going to put that down as an L for me. I don't know about you, but... I I would probably count as an L, too. I mean, that's a game where it kind of... The Titans might have been a fluke last year. Yeah. But even... I mean, it seems like every year the Titans end up like somewhere around eight and eight. So it, it all depends on how their season is going, I guess. But right. yeah, I, I'm good with counting that as a L for now. Right. So I'm going to put that down as we're seven and five through week thirteen. Week fourteen, we play a Monday night game against the Ravens at home. Monday night against the Ravens, man, that's going to have some implications. Yes, it will. The implications, man. The implications. Because of the implication. 
I'm going to say it's a um, W. I think it is. I think Baker comes in clutch at that point, and I think our team is really gelled by – because, mind you, this is December 14th, week 14, right? It's real late in the season. We need these Ws to keep us up in the playoff race. So I think they gel together. They have a hell of a game, and they take home the W on Monday night against the Ravens. I like it. I like it. I'm – I'm good for that. I mean, we played good against the Ravens last year. It was on the road, but I know we're capable of doing it. So I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'll, I'll call that one a W. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, so we're at 8-5 and five right now. Now we go on the road and play the New York Giants. I'm counting that as a win. The That's Giants a win, are... absolutely. So we're 9-5. and five. Week 16, we go against on the road again, play at Metfield Stadium again, and play the Jets. On the road again? On the road again at Metfield Stadium. Again. The wild like card, the wild card like in, the wild card in that scenario is Frank Gore just signed with the Jets. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, you never know what he's gonna do. Right, exactly. But I counted it as a W as well. So that puts us at ten and five. And Sounds like it. the last game of the season at home against the Steelers. First time we've played at home on our last game since twenty fifteen. Against the Steelers, man, I would really like to count that as a win. <laughs> but you know, last game of the year. Now, last game of the year at home. But yeah, I, man, mind you, we're ten and five right now. We are right in that playoff race. Ten and five, depending on the Ravens do, that might even be going up for the division. It might be, which makes this game which, even bigger. Which means that we're way overly optimistic, like yes. way too optimistic. <laughs> all right all right you're right but we do this every year so why not this well, year? I, i'm gonna say i'm just gonna go full browns fan and say that's a win that's, that's a w god damn it full browns fan <laughs> finishing off 11 and 5 11 and 5 the AFC playoffs now is, is it this year that there's more playoff teams or next year next year starts till next year i think that next starts year, right. next year so it's still six so 11 and 5 put it on the record now we're gonna listen to this and in seven months and laugh at ourselves for saying we we're going to go 11 and 5. We'll be listening to this in December thinking like, oh my God, I hope we just make it back to 8 and 8. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I'd be, <laughs> let me go on record to say like 11 and 5. I'm predicting that now. But I would be super stoked to go 8 and 8 and be in the playoff talks at least to some extent. Eight and eight, but eleven happy. and five—that might be the first seed in the AFC North, and if not, it's definitely a wild card. Yeah, yeah, probably the top wild card spot. Tell you um, what, it's gonna be so an we'll exciting. See. It's gonna be an exciting season. Yeah, it will be for sure. And you know, you know what's crazy too, though, is that like uh, I know that we're going into Baker and Lamar Jackson's third year, but I think that as good as Lamar Jackson had last year, it's kind of like the same thing that Baker went through last year, where teams have had more of a chance to analyze him right watching film on him i think baker's gonna come out this year i mean last year obviously everybody knows he had a rough year it was the sophomore slump so i think he comes out this year he has more protection we drafted good we got conklin on our line as well we got a little bit of veteran leadership in conklin so i think we're going to be okay i think baker comes out and has a good season this year yeah i hope so we'll see We'll see. But, All yeah. right, man. So who's tell me about our guest today. So our guest today, is, his name's John Silva. Good buddy of mine. We were stationed together on the ship 
uh, for four years, and now we just happen to be in the same area, so we still get to hang out. Uh, he's he's he uh, he's stationed in D.C., so he's probably like 20 minutes down the road from me, so we get to hang out and chill all the time. Real good guy. He just recently started an Instagram page called Heavy Seas Mixology. He gives me, on that page, he gives out his cocktail of the day. He makes this great cocktails. I've made a couple of them. They're so good. And he's made a couple of them for me as well. And they're really, really good. I'm trying to get him on the line here. He said he's going to come on in. So we'll get him on the line here and we can talk a little bit more about UFC and his Miami Dolphins. He's a huge Miami Dolphins fan. John actually was also in me and Joe's fantasy league last year. So we can talk a little bit about that. I know Joe went to the finals that year, last year. So I went to the finals and, and got I blown had, the fuck out. I did not win because Kyle Allen had a really bad game it and happens. I have not gotten over it yet. It happens. But I still first year in this specific league, being the final two, I'll take it. All right, everybody. Here comes John Silva. My man, John, what's up? Good, man. Hey, what's going, going on, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Welcome Thanks. to Hot Takes and Cold Beers with Joe and Chris. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me on, man. I love the beer, dude. Hell yeah, dude. It's uh, it's my Great. apocalypse beard I've been, I've been going on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working from home, so yeah. as long as I'm working from home, I'm growing my beard. You know what happens. Yeah, I'm so I'm so essential, unfortunately, so I don't I don't get to grow the beard, which I'm not <laughs> happy about. But you and me both, man. John, yeah, I gotta go to work. John, what you uh what you drinking on tonight, man? Um, I got a Victory Brewing Company Sour Monkey. Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's yeah, a good. Sounds drink. interesting. Kind of sours. Nice, dude. I figured you were gonna have some kind of badass cocktail or some shit, dude. You've been killing it on that heavy seas mixology, dude. calls for beers, man. So okay, He's, he has he has a good point. He has a good point. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, man. The, uh, I've been following that shit on your Instagram page. You make some good ass cocktails, dude. Yeah, man. It's a it's become a, a nice little hobby of mine. Yeah, That's I like great. that, man. It's good stuff. So, the NFL schedule came out today. Have you gotten a chance to see the uh, Miami Dolphins schedule? Um, yeah, man. I checked it out. I mean, for, at first glance, I was kind of like, shit. Yeah, I was kind of like, fuck, dude. That's, that's a pretty rough schedule, man. We got the Chiefs this year playing Denver. I mean, I think they're pretty up and coming. Yeah. Uh, especially with Judy, the, the, the receiver they just signed out of uh, out of Bama. That dude's going to be a stud. That sure. dude's an animal. They just have to find him a quarterback, man. Well, the yeah. Browns definitely lost to Denver last year. Drew Locke definitely gave uh, gave us a good game. Don't remind so, me, dude. Yeah, yeah Drew that- Locke just needed some time to sit behind Joe and 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 kind of get the swing of things. But once they once they cut him loose, man, he seemed like he was doing some pretty good things over there. What's uh, right off the bat though? You guys playing the Pats, dude? How do you feel about that? <laughs> Week one. I'm kind of excited, man. I'm oh, not gonna yeah. lie. This is like the first time. I'd say in a long time that I'm 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 going into that game fully confident that we're oh, going to yeah, win. Oh yeah, man! That. You guys should <laughs> you know, feel confident that that uh, your guys' division is like wide open right now, man. I know you guys are super stoked for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to put anything past Bill Belichick just because of the last 20 years, you know. But he finds um, consistency. He does, man. He he finds gems out of nothing, man. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they give us a good game. Um, honestly, I'm I'm more worried about the Bills this year, man. I think I think the Bills are gonna. Yeah. Well, if Josh Allen, if Josh Allen doesn't melt down, 
Yeah, I think the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC East, but uh, I'm also glad for Miami because uh, you guys got Matt Burita, and that should help your running game a lot. Because like what last year wasn't and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick like the leading rusher on the Dolphins? He was. Last year? He was. <laughs> That's never a good sign when your backup quarterback comes in as the leading yeah. rusher. <laughs> yeah, this this kind of had me a little iffy, man, because like it wasn't until like the fourth or fifth round, I think, that we actually made the trade for Brita. So right. we're going through this draft, and we're like, shit, are we going to get a running back? Are we going to get a running back? I mean, we had we signed Jordan Howard in the offseason, which was I thought was a pretty solid signing. And then Absolutely. to pair him with Brita. I was like, hell yeah! Now we got a pretty decent rushing attack. So, well, how do you feel about, you your, feel about uh, your boy Tua? Yeah, Tua. Excuse us, our boy Tua, since we're all from Hawaii here. <laughs> right, right. Honestly, man, I'm. I had my reservations, man, but um, I think after the draft, after seeing the, the kind of the big smoke screen that the Dolphins put on with this whole "we want Herbert now" and yeah. all this bullshit, it kind of just showed like. At the end of the day, they they had conviction, and we kind of just knew it all along. Yep. And uh, I haven't seen them co- covet a, a quarterback the way they did to a I – I mean, since I can remember. I mean, know? they came out and said last year that they were tanking for Tua. Like, your your own fans were like, oh, yeah. we're tanking for Tua, right? Everybody knew that you guys were tanking, taking Tua, right? Yeah. So, I mean – it should come as no surprise. I'm glad you guys got the man that you that you wanted. I really hope that he pans out. Me and Joe were talking last week that if, as long as he stays healthy, man, I think you guys got yourself a franchise quarterback, man. Yeah, I yeah, think I so. Think... And, and, and they, they, they stocked up on the O-line, man. Absolutely. Like you guys had that a hell of a draft, really... dude. It was yeah, nice. I think... uh, yeah. Solid. I think Tua is going to have a pretty good – as long as you can stay healthy, I like that he picked number one. Like, you got to have some kind of confidence to pick number one out of a rookie yeah. year, right? Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting, like, a two for Tua, you know. Rumors right. were going around that he was going to go after two. But uh, I'm down cool with it, man. I just can't wait for the white throwbacks to come out. I'm going to buy that thing as soon as it comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. What's your what's your newest jersey you're going to get? Who are you going to get? I'm getting two for sure. Oh, Hands yeah. Down, man. You got to oh, do nice. it. Yeah. I always See, have my reservations. Fans, yeah, as Cleveland Browns fans, you cannot buy a quarterback jersey. It's like I want a Baker jersey so bad, but like it's just ingrained yeah. in my DNA at this point. Like never, ever buy a quarterback jersey. <laughs> Because Baker, for us, Baker is like what the twenty eighth quarterback of our lifetime for yeah, the Browns, twenty eighth or twenty like ninth. So we got crazy. a pretty bad track record too, man, with quarterbacks. I mean, I think we've been through at least twenty different starting quarterbacks since like oh two oh three or something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, also since you're a Miami fan, we got to do a rest in peace to Don Shula. Uh, cheers, Don Shula. Cheers, cheers to the to the, yeah, to the goat on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as people may or may not know, Don Shula started his NFL playing career as a Cleveland Brown. So, remember one of our own, and obviously one of the greatest coaches of all time with the Miami Dolphins, perfect season, all that good stuff. Yep. John, are you excited about the UFC fights this weekend? I know you're working, but you got to watch those good. replays afterwards, right? No, I'm actually I'm actually going to catch it at work, man. Oh, Me and a couple good. of are going to point on it and um we're going to pull it up on the computer and, and plug it up to the TV. So This is one we'll, of the uh, most stacked cards I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I wasn't missing this thing for the world, man. You can't do this it. Card. So this who, card is, who you got winning? Oh, uh, shit. All right. Well, so I'll pull up the card right now. I got it. I got it. You got uh, 
Tony Ferguson versus Justin. I don't know how to say his Gaethje. last name. Gaethje. 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 Yeah, he's a. That's the first fight. No, that's the that's the main that's the main fight. Oh, so that, that'd be the last. That's what fight. I meant. It's the it's the main main event, and it's the uh, it's for an interim title bout because what? Because Habib couldn't make it. Habib can't to, make uh, it due to the COVID Ramadan thing, so he's not fighting until at least July, I believe. He won't come out. No, he won't come out. Well, it's in Ramadan. Too. It's Ramadan too, but he's also in Russia, and they closed their borders. So I think it was yeah. that was part of it also. But Habib, he also said he wasn't going to fight during Ramadan. Habib came yeah. out and said that he wants a full camp. He wants like forty-five days after Ramadan because they're like doing all this fasting and everything. So he wants to get back on track forty-five days, and then he wants a full camp. So Habib probably won't fight again until about September, October, November in the fall time. And hopefully that's against, and allegedly this is going to go against the Gaethje and Ferguson fight, which I was going to say, I really wish that Ferguson wouldn't have accepted the Gaethje fight, just because we've been trying to get this Habib-Ferguson fight for five fucking years. If he loses yeah. this fight, guess what? That's another year, because guess who gets to fight Habib now? Gaethje does. So... I really, really wish that Ferguson didn't accept this fight. I'm excited for the fight. I think Ferguson comes out and wins this fight because he's had more time to prepare. He was preparing for Habib prior to all this stuff going down. And then Gaethje dropped in, like, I think it was three or four weeks ago. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to fight that. And then so Gaethje's had plenty of camp time to get prepared and everything, but... I, I really wish Ferguson wouldn't have accepted this fight and just have held out for that Habib fight. But I think he wins against Gaethje. So he'll be able to fight uh, Habib in the in the fall, and that'll be a hell of a fight. I got, yeah, I got Ferguson for sure. I, th- I think he's, he, like, I th- just the fact he's more prepared, I think he's been mentally ready for a while now. Right. I think that's going to give him an edge. Yeah, I mean, I, I got Ferguson winning it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Gagey pulls off an upset, man. Gagey's always a wild card, man. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. Tony Ferguson likes to get in there and bang. Uh, Every time he fights, he's bloody as a motherfucker. So, you know, it's going to look like he's losing, but ultimately I think he pulls out the win. So, yeah, and to your point, man, Dana even Dana came out and said that if if Gagey does win this fight, that he's definitely going to be on track to fight Khabib next. Exactly, which, man, I just need Ferguson to wait because I want to see that Ferguson-Habib fight. We've been waiting for that fight for literally five years. This fight has fallen through five different times, this being the fifth time. So, like, I want to see that fight so bad, and I know the entire UFC community does as well. So, um, I I just hope he wins. Now, the fight I'm most excited for on Saturday, Ferguson's going to be a good fight, but the bantamweight title bout yeah henry cejudo and dominic cruz i'm super excited for that uh henry man it's such a good fight man henry you know he's a current champion he had a couple of good fights you know he's the youngest gold medal wrestler ever in american history you know i i always have a soft spot in my heart for the wrestlers because you know i wrestled in high school and everything like that so like i love henry but then dominic cruz man that guy had what he tore his acl he got the cadaver surgery, then his body rejected that cadaver, and then he had to um, so he had to get another surgery. Then he came back for like a fight, and he pulled his groin, and then he was out or tore his groin or something like that. Then he tore his other ACL. Basically, this this dude has been hurt and coming back for about the last five and a half years. 
And the fact that he's even back in a championship fight is just crazy to me. And I'm super excited about it. It should be pretty good. I think Sehuda comes out and just whoops on him. I mean, really? maybe not whoops on him. That might not be the right phrase. <laughs> I think Sehuda I mean, I comes got, out and wins. I mean, I mean, Cruz ain't no bitch. Man. He's this definitely dude, not a bitch, that's for sure. And it's just like in the... Awesome, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, man. I mean, yeah, no... I think I got Sahuda with the win, but I'm just like for, I'm just happy that Cruz is there. I guess for one, yeah. And um, if you remember the last UFC card that they had, that co-main event, the two females uh, was a uh, way, and um, I remember, but that fight was crazy too. And I think this card is gonna have the co-main event is gonna remember that last UFC fight that chicks had the one from Sweden. Oh, you're talking where, about? Where, um, oh, oh god, I always forget her. Jo- it's, it's a uh, Polish Johanna, name, and I can't Johanna, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, remember her head? She looked like Frankenstein. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that a... was one of the best fights I'd ever seen. I was over on my, I was overseas on my trip uh, during that thing, but luckily it was on the mess decks while I was eating breakfast. And oh my god, that was one of the greatest fights I'd ever seen in my life. Instant like top five fight of all time. Absolutely, like, and it was a women's fight. Yeah. It's a crazy thing because like the women's fights are never really that exciting, but like that one was by far men's or women's fights. That was by far one of the top uh, fights I'd ever seen. It was crazy. That head was gnarly. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, after that, or before that, I guess, we've got Francis Nuganu and uh, Rosenstruck. I got Nuganu on that one. I do, too. Nuganu's Nugano, gotten a lot better in recent years as far as he's not just a knockout artist anymore. He's, like, expanded his game, you know. I think he's... I mean, Rosenstruck's not going to make it easy for him, but... No, no, I think I think Nagano takes that one, though. And that it should be a good fight as well. But, like like you said, I think Nagano takes that one. So, let's see. After that... Oh, it's your boy, Greg Hardy. Greg oh, Hardy's God. fighting this one against uh, Jorgen DeCastro. Yeah, I and always... I'm surprised he made the main card, man. He did. This is his first main card. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pretty shocked about that. There's some other fights on there. That and I the crazy part is he made that main card over Anthony Pettis and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Exactly. Yep. I don't know how that happened, but good for great, good for Greg Hardy, man. I'm going to take Greg Hardy just because I love betting on Greg Hardy, dude. I love watching him fight. He's such a young fighter. He's learning. You can tell each fight he's going through, he's yeah, getting man. a little bit better in his technique. So, like... And I just love cheering for the guy. Him being an ex NFL player too, like I just you know, oh, yeah. I, I love cheering uh, yeah. for him. I mean, sure, he had that whole thing with the domestic abuse thing. We don't condone that here, but he's a good UFC fighter, and I like to see him go. He's in UFC. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why he's not in the NFL. Yeah. He's in the UFC now. So I can't wait for that fight. That should be interesting. So that was the that was the pay per view. That was the main card. So now we're into the prelims here. Like I said, Anthony Pettis versus Cowboy Cerrone. That's gonna be a hell of a fight. I can't even believe that's not on the main card. I know yeah. that's what I'm saying. I can't I can't yeah. believe that's not main card. Yeah, I'm. I I think um you know because I don't know. In my opinion, man, Anthony Pettis is. I think he's on a, on on a down down trajectory man with his yep. career he's lost a lot of his last few Un- fights and unfortunately yes you're right so i think that that's probably what bumped him down but i mean he he won his first his first fight with cerrone back in i don't know God, how long that, that was, was but probably 2013 ish something like that yeah 
But I mean, I don't know, man. The, the, the last perform or the last two or three performances that I've seen from Cowboy, I hope he he kind of wakes up on this one, man. Because yeah. if he doesn't, if he goes out the way he did against McGregor and and Gaethje, I don't I don't see him. I don't see the point in even continuing. Man. Right. Well, it it seems to me like Cowboy has problems on the big stage, so it might. Well, two things that might actually help him out is that a it's not the main card. B there's not going to be any fans, so maybe his nerves will settle down a little bit. He might, he might make a bounce back here. Yeah, that, that's a huge be- point, man. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. That's probably gonna. I mean, I don't think it'll it'll affect the the, the big time fights, but these little fights it might actually play to Cowboys' advantage, man. Not having all that stress on it might. So. It's going to be interesting and pretty weird if you think about it. Like, there's not going to be anybody like cheering like in the background, you know, so you're not going to get that boost or those nerves for that matter in the background there. So it'll be interesting to see how that, that whole thing plays out for them. Yeah. After that, let's see, who else do we have? Uriah Hall and Jakari Souza. That should be a pretty good fight. Uh, yeah. I don't really know I, enough about him to make any kind of judgment on that one. So I'll let you guys take that. I like, uh, I like Uriah, man. Um, you like Uriah in that one? Yeah, I like Uriah. He, he seems... He, he, he's kind of promising, man. His last few fights that I've, I mean, I haven't watched his last few fights, but I've seen highlights of his last few fights. Right. Um, and the dude's, the dude's, he's a specimen, man. So He is. On is that he? one, I would have to take Suze, though. Mostly because, I'm not going to lie, so I'm going to tell everybody, our audience here, my thoughts whenever I'm undecided between fighters is, oh, you're Brazilian? Oh, you've got my vote. <laughs> and I've heard you <laughs> the, say that so many dude, times, too. <laughs> I tell you what, it works probably about 90% of the time, dude. Those Brazilians, you do not fuck with those Brazilian fighters, man. They are <laughs> animals. Yeah, so... Grab I mean, Suze is Brazilian, so I gotta go with him on that. That's just... That's how I bet. I guess... I like it, dude. I, li- I like it for sure. Yeah, uh, and then the other guys... The other guys in the in the prelims, I don't really know. And I'll you, tell you who I'm pretty excited about, man. Well, actually, he's in. I think he's in the early prelims. Fuck nasty, bro. Who's that? Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he, he is uh, on there. He he he's the one that um he had the uh, the twister man in submission. He was the second guy to do it. Oh yeah, that dude's an animal. Yeah. Yes, that should yeah. be good. He, a little stud, man. So I'm Absolutely. gonna have my uh, him for sure. I got him in that one. That was the other good one. So, yeah, it's gonna be a stack card, man. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. wait to actually be able to watch that shit, man. It's gonna yeah. be fun. Hey, so, so John, you're from uh, Miami or near Miami, correct? Yeah, born and raised, man. Oh, nice. So, so I, I don't know if you check him out or not. I was, I love the Dan Levitard show on ESPN, um, yeah. Miami-based podcast and stuff. Yeah, I I used to watch it, man. To be honest, but like these these sportscasters nowadays, I mean, some of yeah, them. they definitely they definitely get into. It. But the reason I bring it up is because uh, so I, I love the UFC and everything like that, and then I, I listen to that show all the time, and mm-hmm. so they pretty much introduced me to Jorge Masvidal, and ever since, uh, and so I started following Jorge, and then you know Jorge knocked out Ben Askren in that flying knee oh kick my in five God. seconds, and like I I one hundred percent jumped on the Jorge bandwagon ever since then been my boy and then he beat up nate diaz which is a great fight love that fight and now they're talking about his next fight so a lot of people are saying him and mcgregor which i would love to see just because i think jorge honestly i think jorge would knock the shit out of mcgregor but then they're also saying he'd go up for the uh, belt against um what's that guy's name from um, 
Yeah, Usman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Masvidal's that dude, man. He's been slept on for a long time. That that flying knee to the fucking head. Yeah, that put him on the map for sure. Absolutely. Uh, he's. I've been. A, I've been a fan of his for years, man. He's. He's from my neck of the woods. I mean. The same neighborhoods that he used to fight in, I used to, you know, when I was a kid, we used to do our little neighborhood fights and shit. Same neck of the woods, man. I mean, I never, I never ran into him back in those days, but um, the last, I'd say, three or four years, I've been seeing him in the UFC. I mean, he's been doing some good things, man. The BMF belt is one rumor that I heard that he's gonna probably try to defend against McGregor in July or something like that. Even what though a it's joke. not a real belt, but it's. You know, it's it's a cool little thing, man. I would I would much prefer to see him go up against Kamaru Usman, though. Oh, that'd yeah. be a hell of a fight. Wow, so yeah, I awesome. uh, I I was listening to Ariel Hawani's MMA podcast, which is also on ESPN. If you guys want to check that out, but I was listening to that earlier, and that's what he said. He he thinks that Mesbrol will fight in July again. They're hoping by July there still won't be any fans, but they're hoping that the state of Nevada will let them hold events at the UFC headquarters somewhere in their little gym in Nevada. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're thinking that's when Jorge is going to fight. And, uh, yeah, so whether he defends the BMF belt against Connor or goes for the, the belt, the actual belt against Usman, either way, it's going to be a great fight. And I cannot wait to see that guy back in the octagon. He's, oh, he's yeah. a beast. Absolutely. He's been in the game. He's been in the game for like 17 years and he's just now making some money and getting famous and everything like that. So I'm so happy for him. Really? It was that flying knee kick that put him on the map, dude. Sometimes that you just got to do that move, and everybody's like, "Oh, who the fuck was that?" And then they well, pay I, attention yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if it was Wonder Boy. I think he knocked Wonder Boy out too, man, a few years back. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I want to say that was that was one of his. That yeah, about he's, right. he's, an, he's an animal, man. He's an animal. Let me ask you about yeah. our boy uh, Max Holloway. What do you think he goes next? <sighs> Your guess is as good as mine, man. Right. I don't know. I, I don't love. Know. I mean, I think. I think he defends or not defends i think he goes and hopefully he gets a shot to redeem himself for that belt man. i hope so i love i love it when max has that that title i think he just wears that belt with a lot of pride um oh, okay. and and he has all the hawaiians you remember the, did you go to the uh to the uh parade when he first got that belt when we were in hawaii no i didn't make it out there man oh man it was awesome yeah the uh, yeah. I remember when we were watching that fight though. We were at our favorite bar down in uh, downtown Waikiki uh, at Rivals, and Rivals, great UFC bar. They had all the fights on all the time, packed door to door. It was nuts. It was such a fantastic bar, and it was only a block away from our apartment too. So it was like prime real estate. But we went and saw that he claimed that that title while we were there in Hawaii, and the place just went nuts. The place the place was wall to wall packed. Shoulder to shoulder, dude, and the place just went wild. It was such a great scene. And then he had his parade when he came on back down in the Eva Beach area, and it was just fantastic. Like, really, really good guy, really humble, just really hungry at all times. You know what I'm saying? I love Max Holloway, and I need him to get his title shot back because he's such a good fighter. What about uh, DC Stipe 3? When's that going to go down? <sighs> That came out to uh, a couple days ago. DC is calling out Stipe. Um, he's is saying sign the contract, and Stipe is saying no, not right now because I don't have a full camp right now. I don't have a cage to work in. I'm still working as a firefighter, so like, and I'm trying to deal with this pandemic right now. Um, I can't do it right now, and, and DC is just giving it to him on the social media, which I hate to see that happen because 
DC and Stipe are two of my favorite fighters in the UFC. And obviously, being from Ohio, I got to go with Stipe when they fight each other. I'm a huge Stipe fan. But any other time, like it, if Stipe's fighting anybody else, obviously I'm for Stipe. If DC's fighting anybody else, I'm for DC. But like when they're fighting each other, I got to go with Stipe. But, and I hate seeing them like cause beef with each other. Like I said, they're two of my favorite fighters in the UFC, man. It's just hard to see them, but I would love to see that fight. I think it happens possibly on the same card as uh, the winner of UFC 249 versus Habib. That would be a hell of a card. It would be. I, I personally think DC's washed, though. I don't think he stands a chance against primetime Stipe at this point. I don't know, point. man. They're both pretty old at this point. I mean, DC, yes, he's a lot older than Stipe, but I don't know. I think it would be a really, really good fight, and I think that would be a perfect mix for a main card for the winner of the Gaethje Ferguson on Saturday uh, against Habib in the fall. I think that's when it's going to happen. I can see that. Hey, before we let you go, why don't you tell us about your Instagram page and what you do on there and everything like that. Um, uh, yeah, man, my uh, Instagram page is Heavy Seas Mixology. Heavy Seas because I'm in the Navy, right? And we've been through some heavy seas. Anyways, that's quarantine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Never. Um, yeah, man, this quarantine just kind of got me uh, kind of got me bored at the house, so I started mixing cocktails and stuff and learning new things and um, so now I, I got that page that's just dedicated to all the drinks that I make and stuff. It, it, I, I list the, the full recipes and um, how to make them and stuff, and they're pretty damn tasty, man. So if you guys get thirsty and you guys get bored in your quarantine thing, take a take a take a gander at it, and maybe you can uh, make some at home. Absolutely, check man. it out for sure. I've been it's been great having you on, bro. Uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. For sure, man. You know I love you. Thanks. Hey, uh- yeah, I'll see you on that uh, fantasy football field, you know, in the fall because I, I almost won it last year. You know, <laughs> hey, John, what was your close. what was your team name in fantasy again? Mine? Yeah. Um, when I change it every year, man. I know one year I was like Tannenbaums or some shit like that when Tannehill was our quarterback. It's always something related to the Dolphins. Anyway, yeah, Joe whooped our <laughs> ass this year. We're gonna have to get him back this year. I was plagued yeah. by injuries this year, so I'm gonna come back strong this year. <laughs> yeah we gotta hopefully man if, if they open this shit up we can do a little draft party again like we did the absolutely, last absolutely man that was a good time yeah we'll get it together man yeah for sure thanks guys I appreciate you guys having me on absolutely man. anytime you want to come right. back on let us know man alright fellas take yeah, it easy dogs. See ya. yeah you too uh, so we gotta check out what's his Instagram page again his Instagram page is Heavy Seas Mixology. Yeah, so check that out for sure. I'm going to check it out because I need to get some cocktails. Dude, he's got some sure. really good cocktails on there, man. I tell you what, I've, I've been looking on there. I'm like, whew, those are good. And he's obviously made me cocktails before. And he's a, he, he knows what he's doing. So check it out for sure. Hey, maybe if quarantine's over, I'll make it up your way for the draft party, you know. Oh, that would be awesome, uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we're going to do or, or maybe even get up there for that. Oh, that Ravens game, right? What 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 date is that? The September thirteenth uh, is the Ravens game. September thirteenth. Yeah, so that'll be before the or after the draft, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I I have the whole month of September open, so we'll see. Maybe that could also be the same like weekend as the first ever like in person hot takes and cold beers with Chris and Joe. Wow, that could be a a momentous a momentous occasion. <laughs> it could be. It could. You know, hey, speaking of bars in Hawaii, 
Did you see that? Like, so for those of you who don't know, me and Chris, believe it or not, we frequented a few bars in Hawaii, and no. some of the ones that we our listeners <laughs> wouldn't believe that at all. <laughs> some of the ones that we did frequent were the Irish bars, Kelly O'Neill's, the Irish Rose, and O'Toole's. Mm. The Irish Rose and O'Toole's, especially, uh, all the time. Saw a great band called Elephant there. Shout out to Elephant, uh, dude. I love them. If we could get them I'll listening, take, I'll take a drink to Elephant. I'll take a drink to you know Elephant. If we, hey, you know, mm, if we you know could I'm get them listening, with the lead singer on Facebook. Absolutely. If we could get them listening to the podcast, dude, that would make my day. Oh no, I'm friends with the lead singer on Facebook. I'm, I, I think that we could raise like fifty bucks and get him to come on a podcast. That know? would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. So dude. I actually like sat down and talked to him one day. And he actually used to draw comics for Marvel Comics and everything. And now he just <laughs> sings like great rock and roll songs in bars in Honolulu. Like, I wish you guys could I wish you guys could hear these guys, man. Oh, we can post so some good. pictures to the Instagram later. Um, Absolutely. For sure. But uh anyway, yeah. So the Irish Rosenthal Tools is I know that when me and you lived together we went to the Irish Rosemore, but yeah. after you abandoned me in Hawaii and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I moved to Chinatown, and I went to O'Toole's all the time because I lived on the same street as O'Toole's. Yep. But it sounds like those bars might be – they might not make it through the quarantine, man, which is like – What? Because uh, all four of them, there's Anna O'Brien's, Kelly O'Neill's, uh, the Irish Rose, and O'Toole's. All four of them are owned by the same people, and they're saying that they might not make it through the quarantine. And it's like, you know, it, it's real sad, that- it was, especially like O'Toole's because that bar has been there forever. And, and the Rose, super dude. Sad. I don't if they're not if I ever go back to Hawaii and they're not there I will be very very upset. It'd be super sad. Yeah. And then I mean they're also saying like is it the quarantine that is making them shut down or is it because I left the island? Uh, you may never know. Like, <laughs> because we left the island, that's probably what it is. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I was keeping them going for a while there right. myself. No, we but, were you know, we I, were showering them in that fucking money, making it rain like this shit, right? And oh man! Like every Friday night, me and my buddy Brad Barley and Tony Brooks, shout out to the brothers if they're listening. But we'd go down there, and like, I'm not proud of anything. I don't even remember doing this, but I'd look at my. I'm just saying, I'd look at my bank app the next day and be like, like, there's no possible way I could drink that. Like, it's just that I don't, I don't know how it works, man. It, uh, it, it's crazy. Man. Good times, bro. Good times. Cheers to the good times, right? Oh, yeah, brother. Always mm. cheers to the good times. Well, hey, so next episode, it sounds like we're going to have um, we're gonna have Ryan Hamilton, Ryan, Terrence, Ryan Hamilton. He's a new father. He is an awesome guy, and it sounds like we're going to have him on next episode, probably tape around Saturday, released by Sunday, something like that. And then while we were having John on, I got a text message, and it sounds like another old friend of both of ours, Andrew Amstutz would like to come on the following week Ooh. and do a surfing special about huh? the WSL Surf League. And I think that would be super interesting for a lot of people. And now, so I know that a lot of people listening don't, well, we don't have a lot of people listening, but the few of you that are listening, you know, the well, 10 most people you, that are listening, <laughs> most people do not know a lot about the world of professional surfing. Uh, we were exposed to it living in Hawaii. It is a super interesting sport and the way that they compete. And the way that those competitions are judged, it's super interesting. And there's a there's a whole world out there that you haven't even experienced. So if we get Andrew on to talk about surfing, that would be a great episode. And I'm kind of teasing it now because I hope it happens. That would be awesome. 
That would be awesome, for sure. And Amstutz is a wealth of knowledge and other things as well. And, uh, you know, should be a good episode. So look forward to Ryan, possibly Amstutz. We're going to get some other other people on too. So we're keep switching it up on you guys, you know, get keep the content fresh for you. We're going to start pushing some more uh, shows out here, give you some more stuff to look, uh, look at. You know, if you're enjoying podcast, you know, give it a minute. Maybe rate it. Maybe write a review or something that helps us out. You know, reach other people. I don't know. You don't have. And to. we're also on Spotify now. So Apple Podcast, Spotify. Basically, what I'm trying to say is there's no excuse for you not to listen. Good point. <laughs> and at that, brother, let's go with the cheers. End this guy up. So cheers. Cheers, man. I need another beer anyway. I do as well. So we'll talk to you next time, but definitely not before. See ya.